It is soccer tonight on ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave Dunholm alongside Mike Trudell. Mike, What's uh, happening? what a day. i got to tell you, this was the day of beautiful and incredible goals in the World Cup. The three games that we saw today were incredible. we got so many things to get to, including, of course, tomorrow's games, which L3, we really get to see the real Mexico, I think, tomorrow. The Saturday game, as crazy as that sounds, what Germany was, the, was, was a fantastic game. Fake it was Mexico? a fantastic result and a great game. Now we'll see the real Mexico in this one. So we'll get to that as well, plus hopefully a very special guest coming up in just a few minutes as well. Mike Trudell, at Mike Trudell on Twitter. I'm Talk Soccer on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. Mike, what do you think? First of all, let's let's take a look at the results and how they shifted things in the games that we saw today. So I want to start with Brazil and eventually get to Nigeria and Iceland as it pertains to Argentina. Yeah, and because because basically Nigeria extended Messi and Argentina a lifeline. They today. did, um, or they extended themselves one, right? Uh, and, and they can advance. They they now control their own destiny uh, to a sen- in, in a sense if they can beat Argentina. But Brazil. I have not changed my pre-tournament mind that they are the best side. I'm there. with you, yeah. Uh, they have just looked you – know, I, I get it. They tied their first match uh, against a really good Switzerland team that we just saw uh, today. They won As it one. turns out, yeah, yeah they're, they're really, pretty good. They're, yeah. they're advancing. I, uh, we, I think both those teams are going to advance, although you know Brazil's going to have to just sort of uh, mop up Serbia, take care of that in the final game. Uh, but, uh, man, look, they are – I, I have not seen another team yet able to attack so consistently, so positively, so powerfully, and so creatively. And I get it. They didn't score until the, what, the 90th minute and then the 95th minute uh, to win 2-0. But, Dave, they, they pressed and they showed all the reasons why uh, they are the most talented team. Yeah, I, I don't think the 2-0 flattered Brazil in any way. But I also think Costa Rica made it tough on them. They played well yeah, defensively. They're, they're, they're so it was plucky. like it wasn't like, oh, boy, Brazil really didn't deserve to win 2-0. Brazil was really good in this game. and created a lot of chances. Kaylor Navas is good. You know, he's going to keep a, a, a Costa Rican team in it with a couple of big saves. He did that in this game. But you're right. Brazil just looked so much. They look so sharp and they look so ready to start to take these steps you need to take in a seven game tournament. And essentially, if you're going to win it, yeah. that you're getting better every game, whether it's offensively, defensively, they played pretty well. Yeah, too. Man, they they don't mean, have any holes like they're they're You know, Marcelo yeah. is their left back. Like you can't get he's past their worst Marcelo. defender, quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote. But he's a great. I mean, he's the best offensive left back. I might have ever seen and, except for Roberto Carlos and but even so even in the sense that sure he isn't always focused solely on defense he can sprint back in, in a second yeah and, and you know, just phys- the physical uh, power that he has and then just all across all the way through their goalkeeper so Brazil to me showed why uh, many of us had them winning the whole thing you know you mentioned sprinting back with Marcelo one of the fastest players certainly in the world it brought back a memory of just a few days ago Portugal playing in their second game against Morocco. Did you see when Cristiano Ronaldo decided to get into full flight? 33 years old. Right? I think I think he got clocked with like the Holy fastest. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, fastest he just ran of... right by the Moroccan defender, yeah. who, by the way, is pretty quick in his own right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like the dude was standing still. 33. Like, he's not 23 anymore. Cristiano Ronaldo, though, man, when he takes that shirt off, he looks like he's 23 still. That guy... Has kept Hell himself not, in great shape, well, and he's ready to go. So, so I, so my love for Cristiano Ronaldo started as uh, I've mentioned before, as we do this show uh, every night now. I'm a Manchester United fan, so I saw the early Ronaldo, oh, man. who was much more of a winger, where you know you got him the ball outside and boom, 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 Holy a couple cow. quick cuts in the middle, yeah. explodes towards goal like that. This Ronaldo we're watching now is more of a center forward. 
Agree, like yeah. A, more of a classic just center, a finisher, central yeah. finishing striker. But he can still play on the wing from time to time if he wanted to and just take people on, you know, all the stepovers, do all that. And then, as you as you mentioned, he still has that fifth gear to get to yeah. uh, if he wants to. So, you yeah, know, it's funny. Uh, we were watching the Switzerland game, as you uh, talked about Brazil, and then, of course, Switzerland defeating Serbia in that group 2-1 to kind of further muck up the works. If And, boy, Switzerland, they did not look good for about 70 minutes. And, and, well, granted, Jaka's goal was just ridiculous. The swerve yes, right on that goal. thing and the power on it. And there's a lot of history there, which we won't get into with granted Jaka, his Kosovan past with Serbia, and he wasn't he doesn't like Serbia. You know, there's a lot of that political stuff we don't need to get into. But he can also play for Switzerland. He chose Switzerland. His brother chose Kosovo. The Jaka brothers could have played with either team, and they they split apart for that. So there's a lot of history there that Jaka you could see was released on that shot essentially. And then the late winner from Shakira. I'll tell you. Mike, I said it on Twitter, and we joked about it. I mean this sincerely. If someone came up to me and said, you got to pick one team in the world that has to draw or win this next game, I don't care who the opponent is, or you're in, you're dead, right? I'm gonna, you're going to be dead if you don't. I'll take Switzerland. They are just so hard to beat on any given day. They always seem ready. Yeah. Vladimir Petkovic always knows how to play his opponent. We saw it with the you know, first game against Brazil. Everybody just said, oh, they just were hacking names. They didn't. They didn't do that against Serbia. They knew Serbia didn't have that, those kind of weapons in the long haul. They they bided their time, and Switzerland just they are so hard they, to beat. They are excellent. They are hard to beat. There's a reason why they've been ranked where they've been ranked, uh, yeah. which I think was top sixth, ten. I, mean, I think for a long Cup. time. But uh, let me. I want to actually test your statement there. Okay? okay. Your your life is on the line in one game. Denholm. Yeah. Your life is on the line. I'm just going to name a team, and you tell me if you would rather have Switzerland than one of these teams. Okay. okay? And, and you have to be 100 percent honest. Spain. Yes, Switzerland. Okay, I disagree. Uh, Argentina. Switzerland. Agree with you on that one, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Germany. Switzerland. Okay, I'll take Germany. Brazil. Switzerland. I'll take Brazil. But I'll tell you why. France. Because Switzerland, okay. by far. That one I might take you no, but because I don't trust why. France, but exactly. I trust those other four teams. It's not that. It's not that. Those are better teams, except for Argentina right now. Those so, are the teams so don't you take the worst team. If I, I don't want no, you to die. Because on any given day, Switzerland might just be harder to beat than any of those teams. Might is the key word. Well, but More th- often than not. Every they- time I see them play, they're hard to beat. That's my point. Because like, okay. Brazil could come out and just choke. On a given day. Now, most of the time, they're going to win. You're right. So you're, the odds, maybe I'm not playing the odds as right as I should. You're not, which is why I don't want you to die. I'm well, just trying to save you. I'm, I'm just to telling you. It's, I'm kind of using it as an example of how good Switzerland, or, and they're not even that good. It's They're tough to beat. That's the tough. difference. Yeah, they're they're, they're not great. They're not going to win the World Cup. They might not even get out of this group, Mike. As it turns out, as they crazy as that sounds. Probably will. Probably though. will. Yeah. And should. Yeah, well, so, you know I mean, that Costa Rica is not going to go away, even well, though Costa Rica is eliminated. So but. Switzerland and Brazil are both on four points. Of course, they tied each other, and then they beat uh, the, the other two squads. Brazil plays Serbia, and Switzerland plays Costa Rica. Yeah. Now, if so if they both tie, of course, they both go through. Sure. Um, if Of course, if they win, then they're through automatically. Uh, I, w- I would expect that to happen. I mean, I don't think Switzerland's going to lose to Costa Rica. You know, there is, in Serbia, look, Serbia's good. You know they're they're not a, they're not a pushover yeah, side. Yeah, like Switzerland. They, they were they looked right. pretty good in that first half. I mean, uh, the, like the uh, Mitrovic is a really tough oh, yeah, player. Tough. And in fact, uh, you and I were discussing this pre-show. They probably were screwed out of a penalty. Oh yeah, this is our nightly VAR chat, and we <laughs> yeah, won't do yeah. it too long. Just no, if we you're, don't want to complain. If you're on the seven ten or the four hundred five, you're not going to hear it for your whole commute. But Mike, we have to have a little bit of a nightly VAR, VAR talk. I agree. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. The number to get involved here on Soccer Tonight with Mike Trudell and Dave Denholm, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. 
you're 100% right, Mike. The problem I have with VAR, first of all, a lot of people are screaming at me, but Denholm, they're getting everything right. They're getting so- they are doing a good job with the system in terms of getting the calls right quickly. The problem I've always had with VAR is they don't always check stuff they should. And if you're not going to check every last thing that you should, then it's a faulty system because everybody keeps saying you got to get the calls right, Denholm, and they're getting them right. Well, if the- they check, yes, and and I want to. To, I'm actually going to agree with you for this instance. So there was a penalty in the Iceland-Nigeria game. Yes, earlier, okay. yeah. uh, Niger- earlier in the day. Uh, earlier in the day, but so later in the game. So Nigeria's up 2-0 off of two great goals, by the way. Oh, uh, two, Musa two, was, oh boy. Two beautiful individual, I shouldn't say individual. The one was mostly an individual effort by Musa. The other one was uh, was a, a nice team play sure. with, with a brilliant touch into a half-volley rocket finish. <laughs> anyway, so I, so Iceland, an Iceland attacking player, and I can't remember who it was at this point, is dribbling sort of... Finn Bogusen, the man who scored in the first game. Okay, for Finn Bogusen. Yeah. So he's dribbling towards essentially the corner of the of the box on the goal line. Away from away goal. Away from goal. Yeah. And, and so it, the Nigerian defender lunges in late. The ball is literally about to go out of bounds. But, and, and so it's the kind of thing when you're a ref, and, and you know, years ago I was a ref, so I got my first job, you kind of see it and you're like, look... You shouldn't have in there. That was stupid. But no, you don't get a penalty for it because the ball is going out of bounds, right? Like I'm correct. Just and, and the Iceland player isn't going to complain he too much about not, it. He wasn't getting he, it. It no. was going out of, and uh, away from goal to right. boot. Now, like, now, what you do though, you may even if the ball went off of the went off of the Iceland player, maybe you give the, give give the, the corner corner kick, kick yeah, as like a little bit of a makeup. Now I get it. FIFA refs aren't technically supposed <laughs> to, and they probably wouldn't do that because they're getting judged on every single call. But the problem is when you make that when you blow your whistle there and you go to VAR, yeah. Even if it's a, a a small foul, you cannot then not yeah. call it. You yeah, they had to. to. So it's quote-unquote right, but it's not in the spirit of the game. I couldn't agree more. And yet, on the other end, in the next game, Mitrovic gets absolutely hogtied yes, by now tackled. Arsenal defender Stefan Licksteiner yeah. and another Swiss defender. I don't even know who that was because he was getting him from the other side, and they don't check it. That's my problem with VAR. I get into all these arguments. Oh, they're doing such a great job with VAR. It's so fast. And it, you know what? It has been very efficient, Mike. But if you're not going to check every call that could affect the game, then you're screwing up the whole system. Like, the whole system is faulty That if Mitrovic doesn't get that penalty on a replay. If you're not even going to check that, then what is the, like? it's just a bad system. And, again, right. everybody's doing all they can with it. They're trying to make it. I think it's the death of passion, first of all, but then also taking it to the point of that call missed, to me, negates everything good about VAR. If you're not going to get it 100%, like you people are claiming they are, then it's a worthless system. All right, enough whining now from exactly, me Exactly, done. Uh, I, I want to celebrate what were some fantastic finishes, as you mentioned, and how about Neymar today? Neymar's been a little bit polarizing. In these first two games, uh, still one of the top three, four, five at worst players in the world. Uh, maybe we should break into what he did today for Brazil. Absolutely. We'll be doing that. Soccer tonight, Mike Trudell, Dave Denholm, and you. Right here on the home of Wait, world maybe. football in Southern California. 877-710-ESPN eight, eight, is the and, number. And a special guest maybe coming up. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mike's got that all uh, ready. We hope so. We're, you know, you don't ever want to say the name until... This particular well, he just texted me back, so I think oh, we're good. in good shape. Right. I think we're in good shape, but we won't awesome. change it. Yeah, just it is soccer tuned. tonight. He's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Soccer tonight on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. We bring it to you Monday through Friday here during the World Cup. Mike Trudell and Dave Dunholm with you here on ESPN LA 710. And joining us is that special guest that Mike talked about. Former U.S. men's national team legend, L.A. Galaxy legend, and he's uh, covering the games for Fox Sports. 
He is the great Kobe Jones. Kobe, thanks for taking the time, buddy. What's up, Kobe? Uh, not a problem, guys. How you doing, Mike? Dave? Good. Hey, good? Kobe, uh, all good, man. And I've been enjoying you and Glenn on the call. Of course, Glenn Davis, he actually does a, a local show in Houston each and every week. He's been in our studios hanging out, so it's been fun to see Glenn. I occasionally get a chance to see him over at Fox. Not too often, though. Our schedules didn't really line up that much, but a great dude. You guys are doing a great job. And you had the Switzerland-Serbia game, Kobe. We might as well start there in terms of uh, what happened on today's results. Uh, wow, Switzerland is just so hard to beat, Kobe. How in the world do they just keep doing it? I mean, this is a team that kind of flies under the radar. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those teams where they're ranked number six in the world by FIFA. Everyone says, how is that possible? There's <laughs> no way they're not that good. But somehow, some way, they keep doing it. And it's that team ethos that runs throughout that team. It, 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 it's all about working together. There's no, like big superstar you know there's those that are that you would consider on the edge like Shakiri today Shaka in the middle but there's no one that's like a Neymar or a Messi or Ronaldo but as a team they just wear you down they break teams down I mean if you if you look at it they haven't lost a game in this calendar year they are a solid 11 and I, I believe it goes beyond that to the full 18 where they are quality throughout all right, Kobe. Look, this a lot of people that are just coming in for a World Cup and don't watch soccer on the daily as much as you know maybe the three of us are looking at Messi and they're looking at Ronaldo and they're drawing conclusions of these guys' careers. And I do, I do want to stick with Messi for a second. The body language from last game, you know, the uh, the just the the whole style. Like, uh, it's I get the the pressure that he's under and the microscope and everything. But man, you you played at that at that level stage, right? You you were on that pitch. What does he have to do differently, and can you expect somebody of that stature to do anything differently than what he's than what he's doing? Because clearly his his coach can't reach him. Well, well, let's be honest, okay? I mean, you know, myself and others that have played in the World Cup, there, and even some as stars, the superstars in the World Cup, cannot possibly understand the pressure that Messi is under, sure. because he he is. He's the legend, a legend of Argentina. He's always being billed. Will he be the superstar? Will he win the World Cup? He, he, he is billed as, okay, possibly one of the best in the world. Some say he is the best in the world, but he hasn't won a World Cup. So Diego Maradona, he has to live up to that legend that has won the World Cup. So, I mean, he has the whole nation on his shoulders. For Messi to get some type of result, to be quite honest, he's going to need some help from his teammates. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. Sure, sure. You need a group around him that is much more effective that when your superstar is down, that you can lift him up. I mean, the, the, the picture that summed it all up, if people want to go back and take a look, is look at that, the Argentinian national anthem, oh. and they're panning across all the players, and it comes to Lionel Messi. I mean, he's not singing. His head's down. His, 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 his face is in his hands. You can just tell that something is not right amongst that team. And I had said it before, it looks like Messi is weighed down. Like he has a weight on his shoulders that he's tired, that he's weary. And that's the feeling you get across from his play, even in the game. Well, Kobe, Mike and I have been talking about it for a few days. Is it possible that at some point they just all have to gather together in a huddle and, and Lionel Messi himself just has to say, let's just go have fun. Put a smile on your face and you know what? Do your best for 90 minutes, at least just escape on the pitch. I know the pressure's there, and it's easier said than done, but at some point, hey, guys, let's we got nothing to lose. Let's go have some fun and play like we can. Somebody has to step up. 
Would, wouldn't it be nice to be able to do that? Yeah, it would. But you know, when you're, when, hey, you're at the, you know this. You're at the prof- professional level. You know, so his country's not going to let him just relax and have fun <laughs> while he's out there because the expectations are there. The day after that game, I mean, all the criticism, it usually doesn't go to the coach or to the other, you know, 10 players that are on the field or the players on the bench. Who does it go to? It goes to Messi was terrible. Messi didn't lead the team to victory. Messi, yeah. the, Messi this, Messi that. So no matter what he does, you know, he's going to get, you know, that, that, that criticism that just isn't warranted. Right. All right. So moving on to tomorrow's games, uh, Mexico's back in action. Of course, everybody was so impressed with how they played against Germany. Kobe, I did make the argument that if you saw how Spain played in the World Cup after they won it, they got smashed by the Netherlands, right? 5-1 in the opener. Uh, Italy crashed out of the group stage in the World Cup after they won it. And so I, I wondered if there was a little bit of that in Germany while still trying to give Mexico credit. And I guess the test will be, right, how does Mexico play in these next two matches against Korea Republic and Sweden? What do you expect from Altria? Uh, you faced them many times. But what do you think we'll see? Okay, first off, i got to go back to, to what you're saying. Yes, I think it's a little bit of that World Cup victory hangover. You know, I mean, another perfect example, 98 France wins it next World Cup. They don't even score a goal in the tournament. You right, know, right. Out. So, yeah, the, the, it, it happens continuously. Um, the one thing that you expect is from the, the good teams, the perennial giants, is that they can make the adjustments and get better, and they get better throughout the tournament. Now, that being said, Mexico demolished. <laughs> absolutely demolished Germany. And the big difference is is that you see it, Mexico didn't get the credit that they deserved and they're never they're 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 never considered like, okay, they're the top tier. They're not the Spain, the Brazil or the Germany. But all of a sudden they come through and absolutely roll up the midfield and the defense of the defending World Cup champions. I mean you got you gotta give them credit for that. Sure. Because it can it, it was a game that, you know, the score line was one nothing. But let's be honest, it should have been 3 or 4 nothing at halftime on Mexico. If there was some better finishing, it would have been 3 or 4 nothing for sure. And that would have been a – you think there's criticism now for Germany. What could that have ended up being like? <laughs> um, so, uh, now, as they go against Korea, I, I think it's a completely different matchup. I mean, this is, uh, this is a game where Mexico is going to be considered the favorite. So expect Korea to drop in. So this is going to be totally different where they aren't going to be able – Mexico's not going to be able to sit back you know, and have a team press them and, and push forward and leave open space in that. Korea is going to try to be disciplined, drop into those two lines of defense, and Korea is going to be the team that's going to try to counter on Mexico. So it's a very different game. I'm sure it won't be as fast-paced, you know, initially. It's going to be kind of a feeling out for Mexico. All right, I remember hearing various stories from U.S. men's national team players about playing against El Tri, uh, specifically in Mexico City or in various Mexican stadiums. Do you have a good USA versus Mexico story, Kobe, that you recall from your oh, uh, Lord. career? Uh, what? <laughs> What's your favorite? Dave knows Kobe's, I got a thousand, right? Yeah, Kobe's the dude to ask on this. Well, I know he has one. I'm just trying to like build oh, it, build man. it suspensive. You, so give you me, hit the right yeah, question, Give me your favorite Trudeau. one. That's give me your favorite well, the, I mean, the favorite one, no matter what, for me, and, and I'm going to say for just from my perspective, is obviously when Rafa Marquez comes in and hits me and, you know, he does the studs and, you know, headbutts me and, uh, you, you know, he thought he, he thought he was taking me out. And, I, and I've heard all the stories how he doesn't regret it and stuff like that. You know, that's fine because I got right back up and came in the match. He got red carded, sent off, and we end up winning the game 2-0. to zero. That's so right, right. I don't care what anyone says. You're going to regret that because you will always think about that. Yeah, you know, no matter think. what your accolades, you will think about that. Another great thing, uh, great stories of uh, being just the, the rivalry between the teams 
is I can remember walking into Azteca Stadium for the first time. You know, it was absolutely amazing when you see, and this is before the remodel, you know, where it just goes straight up. Like, I would literally look at the the, the rafters, as we guess you could say, at the top and just going, my Lord, if you slip on those steps going up, you're going to fall down all the way up, you know, down (laughs) to the bottom. I mean, it's, it's a nonstop buzz as you come into the stadium at Azteca. I mean, this is an hour before the game. There's probably 30,000 fans there that early, you know, ready for the game. I remember seeing, you know, the, the effigies of the, the, the players, you know, being like hung off of the, the side. Comforting. comforting. Yeah, that's... yeah, comforting. But, but this, see, that's, that's what I love. That's what every soccer player will tell you. We love, you know, that, that, that always got me hyped up. Well, you know, and sure. it, it's the, that rivalry, that, that, part of the stuff that what soccer and football the international game is all about just very simply we're not mentioning any names kobe would you ever be in a position to find yourself rooting for mexico (laughs) (laughs) that's all i need to know coming up (laughs) you know for me if you're you're asking for me personally no no, Amen, I, I, brother. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna find myself rooting for Mexico because of the rivalry, Kobe. It you know? doesn't and that's probably. What it is in sports. Yes, exactly, and it doesn't probably mean much to you. I'm from Cleveland. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers and Terry Bradshaw with a sports hate of a thousand suns. I, I hate the Gold State Warriors and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry with a sports hate. But I truly. From the day that he did that, I truly think Rafa Marquez is the worst athlete ever in the history of sports because of what, what that game. Definitely so the I dirtiest. love the fact that you think it's awesome and you laugh at it now and we still it, won that it, game. How is he still out there? What is he doing? Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. I'll give fifth, him that. At 49 years old, I'll give the guy that. Five World Cups or whatever. So, Yeah, well, one of the things that they say about him is that he's a good leader for the side, you know, and that's why he's still out there and being called into Whatever. The he's you know, a that, jerk. That, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, there's no love lost between me and Rafa Marquez, let's be yeah. honest. But, you know what? You know, hey, hey, good for him as far as being able to be out there for that long because I know what it was like, you know, when I was, you know, 32. Yeah. You know, playing in my last World Cup, and it's hard. It, it's it's hard. You know, well, it's hard, but you also probably ran more in one game than he has in the last seventeen years. So, but that's another story for another day. We'll leave it at that. No, Marquette, you got to give him credit. Five World Cups is amazing, no doubt. Kobe Jones, legend of U.S. soccer, legend here in Los Angeles for LA Galaxy. Keep up the good work, you and Glenn Davis there on the World Cup, Kobe. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, no problems. Thanks, guys. Great Appreciate stuff it, from the uh, Thanks, legend here in uh, Southern California, the great Kobe Jones. Mike, you know, I mean, you think, you think about those memories with uh, Mexico, but even, you know, Kobe knows that this team is now the favorite in this game. That's a different dynamic, and it's, it is going to make a difference. That's what we always talk about with El Tree. How do they handle being the yeah. Germany of this game? In other words, like Korea Republic has nothing to lose. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Essence, so so it, makes, it's, it makes me, it's, you know, in basketball or different sport, you might call it a trap game. You know, in some sense, where you walk in and you feel like the, the, the you're you're the best because you just beat Germany and everybody's t- telling you every one of your relatives, your entire country, yeah. <laughs> all they've been talking about on television in Mexico and on radio, I'm sure, is how great this team is, how great the coach is, how great the plan was, how the players were effective, and then you got to go back it up, and and that's what we love about the World Cup because you don't just get in on one game, you got you got to play it through the whole group stage, you got to get your points, and I'm curious to see the response from El Tri. Well, Mike, still to come. I'm going to tell you what you can take from this Korea Republic game. What happens to Mexico is very big in tomorrow's game. We'll explain that coming up. He's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm. 877-710-ESPN, the number for you to get involved. We'll take phone calls, also your tweets, at Talk Soccer and at Mike Trudell. Soccer tonight here on ESPN LA 710.
the cake with a second goal here. There is a big chance. It's two. It's two. Brazil are on their way now. And Neymar. Soccer tonight, ESPN LA 710. As we roll on, he's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN Los Angeles. You can check us out on the app as well. And uh, don't forget, uh, coming up, we've got uh, still more to talk about. Take your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN. Also, your tweets at Talk Soccer and at Mike Trudell. Mike, i got to say, this thing, and I mean this sincerely, I've been talking about how I felt Mexico, even for the last probably five or six months. I just like this roster that Juan Carlos Osorio was building. I think he made the right choices going into this World Cup. I believe that if, if Mexico comes out and dominates Korea Republic, and I'll say it right here and now, I am no fan of El Tri, we all know this, I believe Mexico can win the World Cup this year. If they come out and show me that they can dominate Korea Republic, and I don't mean some scoreline, doesn't have to be 5-0, I'm talking about getting out there and doing what you need to do the way you did it against Germany and having that confidence and being able to put performances back-to-back, maybe back-to-back-to-back against Sweden, they can win the World Cup this year. So if Mexico finishes atop the group, right, they they would most likely draw Switzerland. Avoid Brazil. Now, if they finish, yeah, right. If they finish second in the group, we uh, think, would, yeah, we think Brazil will win that group probably. But, but let's say, let's say Germany wins uh, their their next two games yeah. against uh, against Korea, Republic, and Sweden, and let's say Mexico ties in. in well, I don't think they're going to, but let's say Mexico just ends up finishing second. You know, then they would have to play Brazil. Yes, in the first. So, in either side, just just out of just for sake, let's let's try to be positive about. Uh, actually, I take it back. We just talked to Kobe Jones. Let's be negative about it. Yeah. <laughs> let's say they end up playing Brazil. In the round of 16, they're losing. No, they love playing Brazil, Mike. I know they do, but they're... Historically, but I'm saying, Mexico loves playing Brazil. Brazil would not want that matchup, let me say that. Now, they don't want to play Germany either, make no mistake. I think they would rather play Mexico yes, than Germany. I think they would. I'm not saying they wouldn't. What happened last time Brazil played Germany in a World Cup? It was game? not... It was not... That will never be forgotten by the Brazilians. Although, although I, actually, the, the flip side to that is... Maybe that's exactly. Maybe they want they another want shot. Yeah, that's you know, true. because it's like, all right, they've had four years of pent up, and it's all it's new young athletic players. Exactly, so and you got to beat good teams along the way. Anyway, you're gonna have to yeah, beat right. them at some point, right? Yeah. I really believe though, if Mexico wins this game against Korea Republic and really shows something, a they're gonna win the group, in my estimation. I believe that. I think that can happen. Yeah, if they get the six points there. Because then they get seven with, you know, they'll maybe draw against Sweden at the very, yeah. you know. Yeah, if they, they can, I, think, I think you're probably right. They yeah. win tomorrow. They should win the group. Yes. I'm not yeah, saying I'm they you. would. But, I'm with you on that. And if they win the group, like you say, they probably avoid Brazil. Tough match against Switzerland. But everybody's going to be tough in the round of 16. Mexico could win the World Cup. I really believe that. Yeah. And they, now I'm it's a mental barrier. I'm not it, quite it, with you. It, it, it's not like, I don't think it's physical with Mexico sometimes. As we've seen, they trip up over themselves mentally and all the pressure that, for for a country that's never won a World Cup or even really been that close, frankly, especially lately, yeah, quarterfinals they've, is the, fa- the yeah they can't even get to gotten. the fifth game, and that's in Mexico City. The two they have a lot of like overhyped imagination about what they should be. You know, like I'm not saying they're not a good team. Of course, I believe they can win, but their fans and everything think like it's the end of the world that they don't win every World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I this mean, re- this reminds me of of like the you know the the tenth best team in college football or something. <laughs> Where they, where their fans are just uh, in complete shock. You could look, you could look USC, 
right down the road. Yes. If they don't win the national title, like, oh, what is going on here? What's wrong? It's like, well, you have Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, like all of these programs, they all think that they're like that. And by the way, you're losing three games a year, so how how are you supposed to win a title? But the difference between those teams and, say, Mexico is that those other teams, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, they they have at least one national championship before. Mexico has not gotten out of the quarter, so that, and that to me is why. Whether, whether, I don't care if it's, if it's, uh, you can say it's tactical, it's technical, it's mental, I don't care. The point is, they've never been able to put back to back to back to back performances on, ever. Couldn't in the history of the, so, so why would you then think that they can this year? Well, I, I but have I'm to saying see if that's what you, you're 100% right. Yes, I, yes. I mean, if they spit the bit and fall on their face against Korea Republic, then it's like, uh oh, maybe they'll get out of the group. Maybe they can rebound. Certainly they can beat Sweden. You know, like they, they still got to, that first win obviously helps them immensely in terms of it keeps them alive no matter what. Yeah, that's what, like one post, right? Like, like, uh, Gabriel Jesus for, for Brazil hits the post. And let's say they somehow don't get that late goal. It's, that can be the difference, those inches. Yes. And even though they, so Mexico could dominate Korea Republic and just not score yeah. and then get a penalty called. And that's, that's why soccer is such, a, yeah. uh, is such a beautiful game in that sense is that you can, you can think all you want about the talent and the, how the team's playing and you can hit the post. And we talk about you know? it all the time on this show and Mike and I have talked about it. Goals change everything. A goal changes everything. So you have to get them any which way you can. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number if you'd like to get involved in soccer tonight. Let's go to Margarito, who's in Compton. Margarito, you're up here with Mike Trudell and Dave Dunholm. Welcome to Soccer Tonight. Hey, man, what's going on? Um, so I, I just really wanted to say I've been watching Mexico since 1994. I remember when they lost against Bulgaria in '94. Um, I remember when they lost against Germany in 98, then 2002, heartbreak versus the U.S. The win on Sunday was probably the biggest win I've ever seen them have. Um, I thought it was, it was amazing. And the one thing about Mexico that worries me is that they always seem to play down an opponent, and I think it's been repeated several times. But I think if they come out tomorrow and they take care of business against uh, South Korea, I think it's going to break a lot of mental barriers for them. And they might have it in them at the deep run. And even if they get second place, if you go back and check the history books, Mexico always plays Brazil close. Always. Starting 2014. I mean, I think if you go back past 10 years, Mexico might have a winning record against Margarita, that's the funny part. They have no mental issue, and thank you for the phone call, against Brazil. They got mental issues against everybody else. Well, yeah, they, and that's the, that's the, what he just said, though, about playing down yes. you know, versus playing up. And they certainly played up to Germany, right? They, they have no problem playing up, but that's, that's why we need to see it. And, and Margarito makes a good point then. So if they can show, right, that this wasn't a fluke and that they can play, uh, they can continue to play up uh, to their own level and not down to Korea Republic, even though Korea Republic, they're a decent side. Decent, I mean, they're, not, yeah. they're not good. This isn't one of their better yeah. teams, but they're a good footballing yeah. nation. You never know. And Sun can hit you on the break. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he's I mean, he's, he's so player. fast we've seen, we've seen and that slick. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I mentioned this earlier and forgot to get back to it, but Neymar. Um, so I have a quote here that our producer, our great producer Mario, uh, put on the sheet here. This is Neymar explaining tears of joy, which you probably saw if you watched the game. Neymar scores after the game. He collapses onto his knees and starts crying. Quote, not everyone knows what happened to me to get here. Talk is cheap. Even a parrot can do it. But do something. Few people can do that. The cry is of joy, of overcoming, of willpower and desire to win. Things have never been easy in my life. It would not be now, right? The dream continues. Not the dream. The mission. Congratulations on the game, boys. You are the best. Thoughts okay. on Neymar's quote there? I mean, you know, I, I I didn't like the way he played in the game necessarily some of the times with the diving and kind of just looking for calls. 
He's fantastic. The goal was fantastic. The little loop over nice the player. Team, yeah, nice team goal. He's yeah. unbelievable player. I just want him a little more focused on that. But I can't argue with what he's saying here. I no. mean, this sounds like a quote that actually would inspire Brazilian fans to be more, you know, more like he's locked in. You know, he's ready to go. I can see it on the pitch. It, now I can see it in his tears. Uh, I don't think it's just an act with Neymar. No. You know what I mean? Like, look, it's theatrical. But I don't think it's an act. Neymar's 26, you know, so he's a, he's basically a World Cup cycle younger than Messi, and he hasn't gone through as much as Messi. No, uh, be, no. Be, uh, over, you know, but he's he's like he's in that range of players that's starting to become that, to that extent, right? Sure. To get that level of criticism, especially after what happened in his own country with Brazil uh, getting walloped in the last World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. So he has had to deal with that more than at least most other players in the world. And uh, so I do, that's where that quote kind of hits you in thinking that just getting, just seeing the ball go in the net, you're, you did it, your name is on it, relieves something in its own right, especially (laughs) because it gives you the point, uh, the points. And so I, I did feel good for him in that sense. Uh, and I do think that that will help Brazil as a team relax more. Although, man, look, that's the difference between Brazil and Argentina. Like they, Brazil has all of this pressure from, from their country. It's not maybe as much as Messi, but they have been reacting and sure, Dave, they're better. Okay, but they've been reacting just much more positively. Yeah, than I would agree. I would agree. And, and you know, and, and not only that, look, Neymar can get into the face of the referee and some of the Brazilian players can be ticked off about this and that, but they're not getting on each other like Argentina. Like the Brazilians are together, which is crucial for a, a good, a team that already has enough talent. We see it. They got to play together. And that's, man, when they play together like they did. And fair credit to Costa Rica. They played pretty well to lose 2-0. Yeah, yeah, they realistically. were solid. So yeah. Brazil looked really good, Mike. They're playing together. Yes. They don't really care who scores. No. Not really. You yeah. know, I mean, I know Neymar, everybody thinks he wants the 15 goals and he wants it to be all about him. He wants to win. And I appreciate that quote the more you read it because, yeah, he's theatrical. But, again, it's not about – it's not fake. It's not a circus in the sense of he well, it, believes right, this stuff. It's like the and, and that's you can you can it's there are two ways to look at it. So some would say he flopped in the box, right? Others would say yeah. he got he got nudged and he tried to sell the call so that he could get a penalty so that he could try to make his team win. And depending on how cynical you are in one way or the other, that's where you're going to come down on it. I agree, but you know? and how many times though do we see guys keep their feet when they were fouled in the box and they don't get the penalty call? Yeah, it's, so, it's, so a, it's a delicate balance. Yeah, now, could, and could they you... made the right call. They went back to Viet. Fine, you know he tried. He, uh, he didn't get the. You know it wasn't really a dive. I don't believe he was embellishing. There's a difference. Yeah, I know that seems and, semantics, but it's not. And that's why he probably didn't get a yellow card. Yes, so if, exactly. So if it he, were a if it were a clear dive and you didn't get touched at all. <laughs> You know, that's deserve yellow. yellow. But if you but if you sold it a little bit, I, I liked the, what the referee did there. I love this uh, this uh, tweet coming into me at Talk Soccer from at Sunny SoCal Rob twenty five says as things stand this World Cup, Serbia can can eliminate Brazil, Sweden can eliminate Germany, Iran can eliminate Portugal, Nigeria can eliminate Argentina. Hashtag madness. So I mean that's pretty interesting. There's yeah. some you know things hanging in the we we see these teams like Portugal. And Brazil, who have played pretty well, you know, of course, Argentina struggled, but then you're like, they could still be eliminated. Well, this is why you don't want to mess around in the no. couple games, because you, you don't want to put yourself in that. You don't want to put yourself in the spot that Team USA did in qualifying, where it's one game yes. and anything can happen. Everything can happen. And, and, you're and right. That's where a lot of these teams are, man. He's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Dunholm. Soccer tonight, 877-710-ESPN, or hit him up at Mike Trudell. You can find me on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. Soccer tonight on the home of world football in Southern California. We take a look at tomorrow's matches in depth. Coming up next. Here on ESPN LA 710. Sucker tonight, ESPN LA 710, 877-710-ESPN is the number to get involved each and every Monday through Friday when Mike Trudell and I, Dave Denholm, 
hang out with you talking World Cup, baby. And, oh, man, it's going to be hard for people to believe, Mike, but there are two other games besides the Mexico game tomorrow because we've got the focus on L3, and we've been talking about that all show, rightfully so. But, boy, these other two games are intriguing in their own right. Is Belgium kind of – have they have they kind of officially turned the corner towards – we know who we are. We know we can win this whole thing. Let's just start playing that way from game one. Or does Tunisia step up? And then Germany, Sweden. You know, we just had someone tweet in, Mike. Germany could be out of the World Cup tomorrow. Now, I, I mean, I'm yes, not saying that's going be. to happen. They could be. They could be. Uh, we are betting against it. Yes. We, think, we think that they will respond. Uh, and, and here's the issue, though. Sweden... Is just going to sit back, you would think. They're going to play and, it like they played against Italy. And Germany in loves... The, uh, in the qualifiers. In one, there's one sense that Germany kind of loves that, because then they'll just throw... Like, they'll do what they did against Mexico, but Mexico wasn't sitting back. And so it didn't work. So, yeah. so eventually, so Kimmich uh, kept getting hurt and kept having to sprint back 50 yards to try to catch up with uh, with Lozano. In, in, in this case, he may just be able to stay pressed up, and eventually, Germany almost always breaks you down. Like eventually they will score and Sweden's dam will break. I, I would think uh, so. That you would think, but again, in those qualifiers, remember the playoffs. It's going to look a lot like that. Sweden wins one nil on aggregate over Italy. Right. They but, just... it, but in the qualifiers, Germany was what ten and zero. Absolutely. I'm not. So, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's going to be the same result. I'm saying Sweden wants it to be like we are just going to nick a goal and yeah, pray they, exactly. we win yeah. one it's, nil yeah, like on, Mexico on a header in a corner. Yeah, or something. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no there's no three one victory for Sweden in this game. I mean, that's not how the script goes. If it's going to be three one, it's going to be Germany. And well, I think Mike is right that certainly the more likelihood well, is that Germany gets right back into the World but Cup. But especially look, especially so the fact that Sweden won their first game. Okay. Also, they're going to be to me even more defensive. Yeah, I want to draw. A draw right? doesn't yeah, hurt them. They I would mean. love a draw. They would love to just basically for the rest of the tournament for that they would love to just sit back yeah. and frustrate Germany and then do the same thing against Mexico. Like that's what. In, in yeah, both, two draws would be in, exactly what Sweden. And wants. what's going to be fun for me about the, is that these are two with Mexico and Germany. Both of them want to attack you, mm-hmm. and so like who's going to win? Right? Who our play? Our our way? Your way? Uh, meanwhile, the ace has tweeted me, Dave. Uh, all right, the ace. Has, has, like oh yeah, to... this guy's all over me. Yeah, he, yeah he's he... on you. Uh, he, he says, Mike, can you tell Dave once and for all that Argentina has a better collection of players compared to Portugal? I okay. I, first of all, I don't know if Dave and I disagree on this, so let's find out real quick. If if you're giving me the roster and I'm just looking mm-hmm. at at one through twenty three and I'm trying to gauge, you know, who has the better overall talent? Just add up if you if every guy is is ranked out of ten, yeah. Who 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 gets the most tens? Who gets the most nines? I would say Argentina. The ace and you are correct, actually. but. But, but Portugal well, plays much better yes. together. You mentioned their their manager that's been there forever. Uh, he knows exactly how to organize them. He knows how to he knows how to build around uh, around Ronaldo's skills. Like so, they are the better side in terms of organization and uh, the way they play together, which is sometimes more important than talent and sometimes not. In this case, it has been more important because Argentina just looks like a mess. Yeah, and and here's the thing that the ace is kind of missing out on. Just because a guy is better with his club in a certain situation, or maybe Gonzalo Higuain is better than this player, or, you know, yeah. Dybala is better than, you know, when they put the jersey on and they're playing next to Messi and all the pressure builds around, these guys are not playing well. They're not, you yeah, can't they're, tell me that the, Sergio Aguero well. looks like Sergio Aguero for Man City. That's the point. He's not playing Stoke. Oh, by the way, by the way, can we get Dybala on the damn field? Oh, took him too long last fit, game. I don't know what Sampoli's doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if Messi says he doesn't want to play with him or anything. You you show a tape to Lionel Messi of the games that they've been playing and say, oh, here's what you get without him, okay, Leo? You're going home, brother. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to run this by you, too. Uh, okay. 
I, I read got, an article I, in The Guardian. Did you see this? No, but I've got something. I, yeah, I think I know where you're going, okay. and I had the same thought here. So basically, it's it's the system. That we were asking when we joined the afternoon show with uh, Marcellus and Travis. We're like, why did they completely flip the way that they played against Island, yeah. uh, against Iceland? The way they played against in this 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 article, I think it was Jonathan Watson that wrote it. It basically suggested that the way they played against Iceland was how Messi prefers to play. Where you know, so it's not it's not the the four three three or the four three four three that uh, that the coach wants to play the skipper. They actually Messi likes to have a channel that's a little more open driving to goal. In the, the so that's what that system's for. In the second game, basically the coach panics. Like, no, we're doing it my way. I know. And he has this weird lineup in in which they just and Messi is essentially. Pouting is too strong of a word. It's not like he was terrible or he didn't make any chances Never got the or ball wasn't dangerous. From but he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't tracking no. back. He wasn't positive. He wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't seem like he wanted to be there in that sense. And some are saying it's because he disagrees with the way that the coaches is, is playing. And so therefore, Dave, if you agree with that premise, which I do, how do, who wins out? And, and I feel like the answer is Messi. Well, but don't you think they'll return? There's been rumors that Iceland? Messi basically picked this roster, though. That's the thing, too. Not necessarily how they play, but the actual, you know, eighteen or twenty-three or whatever. The, the story, the rumors are always like, oh, Messi, wink, wink, is actually the GM of Argentina's teams. He's not the coach. Sampaoli does what he wants when it gets the time to it, but it's like they have to run the team by now. That's all hyperbole, yeah. but I see what there's you're saying. There's some conflict there, though. It seems there like. is. There's yeah, conflict, yeah. and I'll tell you here. Here's something that I I propose and. People are going to freak out, Mike, but I'm going to let you sit with it. Remember, I'm the guy who said when uh, when we talked about that day's games the night before, I said someone's winning three nothing tomorrow. You remember that, Mike? Yeah, I remember. As I it turned out, Croatia was the one that won three nothing. I thought it might be the other way around, so I'm no genius. I'm not. But my point is this: it might be time, believe it or not, to have Messi start on the bench, not because he's not great. I, and no, bring him in stop. in the start of the second half. No, stop. hear me out. Stop. I you, can't, I can't do I'm it. not saying you're benching him because he's bad you, or he's not. Stop, it's Dave. T- you no. make that Argentinian team work. Do you want that first coach's 45 house, minutes? Do you want that coach's right? house to you be You make him work. I know you can keep going with your arguments, but I'm going with it. You make that Argentinian team force Nigeria to keep working for 45 minutes, and then when they're a little bit worn down, you, you bring in a guy like Lionel Messi off the bench at 45 minutes. He has never come off the bench. It doesn't matter. In like Fifteen years. It doesn't matter. It might be time He's for still radical, the best player Mike. In the world. Is, no. That's my point. Mario, help me out here. He's trying. Dave's I'm trying to shock. bench Messi. I'm not saying no, and it's not for the reasons no. like Mario, Messi deserves that, it. Are you? No, I Thank can't you. believe this. Come on, Dave, stop. For Just the stop. good of Argentina. No, it stop. might You're, be if, time. If this were earlier in the show, this is when the phone lines light up. So, yeah. so it, it, that's so why I waited until now. We don't need. Yeah, we don't. It was actually a brilliant sports radio uh, tactic <laughs> that you just pulled there. <laughs> Thank you, um, but Thank on, you very much. They're not, they're not well, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can tell me how much how wrong I am on Twitter or with Mike at Mike Trudell at Dave Denholm. Well, it's at Talk Soccer for me. Feel free to mock me there. I'm not just bringing this out late. I didn't want to. I, I didn't I, want I, it to overtake I, the I show. Do, I, the point that you're making is well taken, though. I, I do get your point. They're, the spirit that they're playing with is not good. And how do you dra- how do you radically try to change that by pulling out Messi? Like, so I get you just you just can't do it though. You just can't pull your best player off uh, for a number of reasons. It's not going to happen. Uh, but I the, the way that you're thinking, I'm, I'm not saying I don't understand. I love one of the tweet the tweet I just got talking about uh, that uh, Ar- Argentina. You know, basically saying what's the point of having the armband if Messi can't motivate the team? Interesting. He says they should play Ever Benega more. Well, I agree Love with that. They Ever actually, Benega. Yes, they, oh. they definitely need to have him in there. In oh, the he's good. Yes, he is so good for the cl- at the club level the, and so really with Benega, Argentina. Benega and Dybala. like like they both of those guys yes. should be on the field. Find a way to make it work. Uh, 
the only issue that I have with just throwing all of the offensive and the attacking talent on is that this this Argentinian team is so poorly organized that I don't know if they could even figure out where to go. Yeah. Like you're like they're like they're just playing on the streets where they grew up in Argentina or something. But it beats the alternative, which was the lineup they threw out their last game, which was trash. So and the ace, yeah. uh, the ace immediately tweets back in. Where did you get that idea, Dave? <laughs> well, the ace, I, I've I've had to think radically because of what you've told me and how you feel about it. I'm saying I'm not saying bench him because he's bad. You bench him to give him a different perspective, yeah, and you unleash him nah, even thirty minutes in. That's not happening. Mike Trudell at Mike Trudell, Dave Denholm at Talk Soccer. Another soccer tonight in the books. We join you back on Monday after yeah. what's going to be a huge like L Tree matches to watch. L Tree could prove to me they can win the World Cup, Mike, if they yeah. can beat South Korea. Great That's stuff as always. Thanks to Mario Rees and Michael Funches. I'm Dave Denholm. You have been listening to Soccer Tonight here on the home of world football in Southern California. This is ESPN LA seven ten. Have a good night, everyone.